Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Natural Man Podcast. Serenity Risvik has studied plant medicine and holistic health. She has worked with many world-renowned herbalists. She runs a nonprofit and is a certified practitioner of sound healing, where she has sold-out shows. I 100% solidly care about every human being that I come across. Sometimes patients doing that modality can just have these emotional fits and they don't know where they come from. It's easier to just trust what we're told. And it's like just stuff that's built up inside that gets released when the body's healing. And what really shifted, and I mean completely shifted my entire soul, was... What was your experience with the medical community? Then I had just a regular doctor's appointment checkup, and they made me aware that they found some... Welcome. We are back for another episode, and our guest today has made wellness her lifelong mission. She runs a nonprofit. She has worked tirelessly to spread awareness about the importance of wellness and healthy and holistic living. Please welcome our guest, Serenity Rizvik. Serenity, thanks for being here and hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to talk wellness. Yeah, you have a story. I mean, something put you on this path and that typically happens to all of us. When we're pursuing wellness, when we're pursuing health, something happens. There's a shift in our lives. There's an experience. There's a season of difficulty. Talk about that. What what put you on this path to living healthy and pursuing wellness? Absolutely. I would love to share that story. So many years ago in my late teens, early 20s, I was living a normal life, a normal young woman's life. I felt like I was healthy because I, I felt good, right? I, but I was eating fast food every day. I wasn't educated on, on health, on full body health. I didn't have that upbringing, but I felt healthy because I didn't know better. I, I woke up every day. I felt good. I ate what I wanted. I did what I wanted. I must I must be healthy. So yeah. I was living that life for many, many years. And then I had just a regular doctor's appointment checkup and they made me aware that they found some precancerous cells in my body. So this information basically took the air from me. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I would, I almost wasn't believing it. There's no way like I'm healthy and I feel great. How can you feel great and have such a intense information be told to you? Yeah. Well, it took me a bit to digest it. And what really shifted, and I mean completely shifted my entire soul, was a conversation I had with my sister, who was really, I'm very, very close to. And I could hear the fear in her voice asking me if I'm going to be okay. And I, that moment in time, 
I promised myself I'm not going to be the reason somebody I love is, is in fear like that, or is in, you know, is scared, um, in that, in that area of their heart. Um, I have control over that and I'm, I'm not going to allow that to happen to anyone I love for whatever I can do. So in that moment, it was a feeling I've never felt, um, empowering. Yes. But really scary because I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what the problem was. So I remember that phone conversation. I know where I was standing. I know everything in my head. I shifted and I devoted myself to studying, reading books, hundreds of books, so many podcasts, just asking questions. Um, My older brother at that time was on a health journey too, so I connected with him and his thoughts. But from that conversation and that moment, I shifted because I've always, my family is my life, right? So it was, it was the information from the doctor. Yes. But what catapulted it was the conversation with my sister, because a lot of the times we'll do for others before we do for ourselves, Right. Right. So I almost was taking my health back into my own hands and my power for them. That's kind of how yeah. it felt at that time in my life, um, which wherever we can find our power, take it. Right. So yeah, that's where my journey started. And, and from then on, I just, I was listening to my body. I was trying different ways of eating and, and seeing what made me feel good. What didn't, uh, and, um, just being a sponge, right. Taking in all the yeah. information and, and seeing what worked for me. And, um, it's been a beautiful journey. That's awesome. No, I'm so happy to hear that. And what what happened when you when you found out that you had these precancerous cells? Was there a doctor telling you you needed to do such and such, or did you have to go on some kind of medication? Like, what was what was your experience with the medical community that you were dealing with at that time? I love that question because it we need to talk about it more, right? We need to talk about how there are more options besides what one other human tells you. But we're so, you know, we get so used to do what the doctor says, you know, don't ask anyone else. They know best. Um, All doctors do their best, you know, and some better than others. But we do have the power to ask questions, to get second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth opinions. but in that time in my life, that wasn't even in my head. Like, that's how I live my life now. But then it's yeah. like, I never questioned anything that I was told by, you know, doctors or government or anything like that. None of us did, yeah. right? Like, none of us did. Like, that's, yeah. It's the whole, you don't know until you know. Like, you don't know yeah. until you know better. And so, um, so yes, I... I was guided to get them basically burned off and had this procedure and um, struggled a little bit with the procedure. And uh, I went on with my life and changed it and everything has been great. But to loop back around to your question, I wish I would have had the education to know I could have gone other ways about it. Um, I do believe that everything happens for a reason and and I'm grateful for my entire journey, 
However, there are so many, there's different answers to each question. Um, But in that moment, I thought there was one answer and and that's the answer I took. But I believe it, you know, led me down to the path of sharing my story with other people to hopefully inspire people to know the powers within you. You decide what's best for you um, and listen to your gut. Yep. Yep. And you know what? I commend you because it takes bravery to go on that path when you're dealing with a condition or an illness or a set of circumstances like you had. It's so we're so quick to just jump on the first advice we get because we're scared and it takes courage to step aside from that and read those books and listen to those podcasts and and do what you did to get on that path and very few people regret it. That's been my experience and I I don't know how you've seen that in your community and your circles, Um, but it just takes a lot of courage and I commend you for that. Um, I know you went into plant medicine and you're, you've studied that now. Talk a little bit about that. What, what do you do in plant medicine exactly? Yes. So Mike, I like plants more than I like people. <laughs> this is what I typically <laughs> tell people. I love people, you guys. I love all of you, but plants, oh man, I just love them so much. So I, I kind of, I started just letting the universe guide me. Okay. It's so much easier said than done, but after a few years of just studying wellness and universal energy and whatever your belief system is, you follow it and you listen. I started doing that and it led me right to plant medicine and herbal medicine. And the way that I did that is I was just saying yes to things, you know, mindfully and, you know, don't get confused with boundaries and stuff, but Anything that was an opportunity that, why not? The answer was yes. And what came across me was um, a school for herbal medicine. A flyer popped up somewhere and I was like, I knew nothing about plant medicine. Never had it in my surrounding. And I was like, hmm, well, that's interesting. Yeah. And I take a moment and I was like, yes. And at that moment, it didn't mean too much to me besides I'm just going to try something new. And there is something about, and I think almost everyone can resonate with this a little bit. When you do something new and you feel like it's a magnet, like you're just like, like that is something that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That is like your calling. Yes. That is your calling. That is your passion. That is um, some type of energy that, in this lifetime, you're supposed to be around in one way, shape, or form or another, you know? And that's how I felt sitting there. I I didn't know what they were talking about. I didn't know what questions to ask, but I was like drawn in, like magnetic. And so in that moment, um, I finished that whole course. I did at least a dozen courses after that in the United States and some in Costa Rica. I studied, um, there's a very well-known herbalist, Rosemary Gladstar. A lot of people may be familiar with. She is the superstar in a lot of the information that is umbrellaed um, with us right now. I studied under a lot of her team and a lot of ancestors out in Costa Rica. For me, just learning so many different cultures and different parts of the world is so powerful because 
everyone has a different nugget to share. Everyone yeah. has different experience. And this plant in the Amazon may have the same compounds and properties as this plant here in the Sonoran Desert in Arizona. So you just get to, you get to work with, when I talk about plants, I am, you know, personalities, I talk about how they have different personalities and, and they do, they will tell you whether or not they will match with you. Right. Like if we pay more attention to something that like, gosh, my body's craving this flavor. I love it. You probably need it, you know, and opposite. And, um, you just have to be aware of how you feel when you do anything. Um, and that is one of the main things I've learned with studying plant medicine um, and to be safe, open-minded and safe. And uh, yeah. just be aware that we don't know anything. Yeah. We're just here um, living this life and, and we all have our opinions and our beliefs, which are beautiful and strong and create a foundation for us, but also lead with an open heart and an open mind, knowing that we don't know, you know? Right. Yeah. And you said, you said ancestral medicine. So were you with like indigenous people in Costa Rica when you were there? Is that who you were learning under? Yes. Yes. There was. So what was that like? That was... I feel like it's a word. I don't have the word, but I feel it in my heart. Um, it was warm. It was powerful. And it was something I've never experienced in my life living the, the journey here in the United States that I've, I ever have. Um, there was so much compassion behind every single thing. And um, not just compassion, but like belief. So any thing that they shared, they lived it. They saw A, B, C, and D work or A, B, C, and D not work. So the energy behind their words, you could feel it because that's like what they, the energy that they just put out and it was just true, yeah. pure belief, which it's so hard to explain, but it's, it's almost unconditional love in conversation and in teaching. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's wild. Um, I, I understand that, uh, you also work with some world renowned herbalists. Um, mm -hmm. you already named someone we were talking yeah. previously, but like, so what was that like? What was that an eye opening experience too? Did you, what kind of things did you learn from that? Yeah. So one of the main things I learned from working with all these herbalists around the world was we're all in this together. I could go on and on about things I learned on what herb helps what in the body, mind, and soul. But the main thing I learned from these men and women was that there were no secrets. I remember um, starting off and, and then sharing, just putting everything out on the table um, about different formulas and products and information. And these were formulas and products and information that they also sold, you know, to, to support yeah. themselves in life. And, I remember thinking, oh, wow. And then someone else said, why are you sharing all these formulas with us when it could make you lose money for your business? You have this same product out on your shelf. Everyone said the same thing in different rooms, different, different states. They said something along the lines of there's no secrets. Like when you're trying to spread wellness, Yeah, we're all in this together. And I don't want this information to leave this earth with me. 
Yep. And I trust the greater power, the greater energy universe that I'll be taken care of. Yeah. So I'm not worried about keeping these secrets. And this is a secret formula or a secret recipe. Um, mm -hmm. That was really eye opening for me because for me, I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought make formulas and then don't tell anyone the ingredients because yeah. it's yours and, and it's, it's proprietary. Yeah. And so yeah. that grabbed my, my ball of energy and it turned it upside down, which I think is so powerful in life. Anytime something grabs you and it's like, whoop, what a cool thing to have that perspective shift. So yeah. from these people I've studied with the, a huge thing that changed my life was we're all in this together and it's yeah. not all about you. Not even close, not even close. Yeah. And see, that's what I love about that world is that there's there's snake oil and there's there's con men, con women in every corner of the world, right? So it doesn't matter what what industry you're in. But I just find largely I've had the same experience as you in the holistic world, whether it's a naturopath or an acupuncturist or a traditional Chinese medicine clinic or whatever it is. These aren't secrets. Like these people are all interested in healing their patients uh, or their clients, you know, and they're they're there to take care of them and they're sharing everything they know and it's not proprietary. Um, there there's just a everyone has the same goal of wellness when you get into that space. And so I love that. I, I totally echo that. Whereas, you know, when you get into other modalities, it might be more proprietary. You know, we have the best robotic arm that does this surgery and it's patented or whatever it is. And those things are good. Um, but I just like that. I like how unified holistic medicine is. Everybody has the same goal and nobody's trying to be better than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so why do you think more people don't look to plant medicine when they get sick? I think that for a long time... Well, first, I'd like to say I do think there's a shift. I think more people are are looking to it, and more practitioners are starting to utilize it in their practices. Um, but it's interesting, right? You think you're given a pill, and you're like, "Take this pill. Here's this long list of side effects that may happen, and on there is death. One of them is death. Okay, <laughs> almost always. Almost always, yeah. Another, it's just okay. So here's that. Take it. Yeah. It may or may not help you, and it might make you worse. And it's just covering up your symptoms, no root cause. And then everybody's like, right. "Sure, that sounds great. How many a day do I take?" And they move on with their yeah. life. But when I give them like an essential oil or a tea, I'm like, drink this a couple times a day. They're like, whoa, 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 yeah. know about that. You know, I pulled yeah. it and it said, you know, it may or may not, um, you know, give yeah. the smallest little things. And they're like, I'm gonna talk to my doctor. I'm gonna opt out. Yeah, it's yeah I wanna see the clinical trials on that before <laughs> I touch it. <laughs> it's, um, it's sometimes I say you just have to laugh at things and that's one of them. Cause then you try to explain it to them, I'm like, what the heck's going on here? So what's going on yeah. is we've been so programmed, right? We've been so programmed um, to listen to the doctor and listen to the government loves us and, and um, yeah. trust what they say. Uh, and um, it is becoming more and more eye-opening that 
things are shifting in, in wellness and plant medicine and sound therapy, which I do as well, is being utilized so much more. But it's easier to just trust what we're told, right? So a lot of us don't like change. A lot of us don't like the friction in um, doing the work. And so yeah. I think a lot of the times it's taking the easy street. Uh, yeah. And we all have our life journeys, right? No one better than another. But when you take the easy street, that would kind of be just take each step to what you're being told to do. Take this pill and that one. Oh, now you have this problem. Take this one. The hard street is questioning, is having those uncomfortable conversations, is having a friction with another human being that you don't agree and and being okay with that. And taking the time to read books, taking the time um, to do research, right? It doesn't have to be spending a lot of money on different things. You can just take your power back, start by just researching and questioning things. Even yeah. things I think I know, I still question them. Um, so I think a lot of people don't utilize plant medicine or natural modalities, number one, because it's not easy street. Until you become passionate about it, it doesn't become easier. And that takes a little bit of time. So the easier thing to do is just walk the road. Walk yep. the road that we've learned growing up that most of us just saw our parents do and see all our friends. And, you know, so that's the easy way to go. Um, and the other one is sometimes we just don't know. Like when I grew up, I didn't even know. Um, so I do think it's becoming more and more known. And that's one of my goals is to just let people know the power is within you and, and you can take it back anytime you want and it doesn't have to cost anything. So no matter how old you are, child all the way up, um, spreading awareness and education, I think it's important yeah. because that's the main reason people aren't utilizing it. Yep. No, I agree. And, um, you know, I said this before, but I, I need to hit on this again. It, it takes courage to walk out of the line that everybody's following and and it takes courage to ask questions and sadly sometimes in the medical profession certain personalities of doctors not all of them and, and I know they're all well-meaning but they don't always like questions right it's just kind of like do what I say and it's like well hold on a second why am I doing this why are you suggesting this path and what if I go the other path um, you know, it takes courage to do that. And it's work. Like you just said, you read over 100 books when you went on this path. How many people have the commitment to do that? Right? It takes a commitment to take responsibility for your health. And that's, that's a continuing theme on this podcast. We're always talking about that. Um, but I just I can't emphasize it enough. And, you know, I, I've scrolled your Instagram page. And like myself, you take drinking water options very seriously. What kind of water do you drink? <laughs> yes, great question, right? Because our body is mostly water and, and we need good water. So for me, and just continued learning, right? But I drink a mountain spring water and glass bottle, none of the aluminum bottles that are out, none of the plastic, all of these things have, um, you know, micro pieces that leach into it and then go into your body. So yeah. you have the power to choose that. So why not? Right. 
Um, yeah. And I'm sure you're super well aware. Most are water. And I use this word often, but I truly believe it is poison. So why do that to yourself, right? You educate yourself and then you notice, um, you know, the tap water, so many other waters have fluoride and different type of chemicals, different type of antibiotics that they're finding it. And you're putting all this into your body and your poor body is trying so hard to constantly clear that out. Then how long can you build on top of something before you're, you're shoveling and shoveling and it wins, you know? Yeah. And so water is one of them. Um, that is just no joke. So if for like your house system, um, one that's easy and like not super expensive is an RO system, right? And then you get into the, oh, well, it pulls out the minerals and, and pulls out all the good things. Yes. So then you want to add some of your trace minerals back into the water. Um, yeah. But you just want to be really careful with the water you drink and pay attention to it tastes different. So if you'll notice when you travel or go to restaurants or whatever, and you're like, this water's weird. It's fluoride and maybe some of some, <laughs> some trace antibiotics or something in it. Um, chlorine. Chlorine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm so mindful so much so that, um, you know, your tribe understands your people that understand, understand. And the ones that don't are like, why is she bringing an extra suitcase full of food and water every time she travels? Like, doesn't she know that, you know, Chicago has food, like their own. I'm like, I don't want to be stuck not finding what I want. Like I take it. I take it so seriously. So, yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, and you're a big garlic fan. I saw that on your feed as well. Why do you like garlic so much? I mean, I probably know, but tell our, yeah. tell our viewers and our listeners. So two reasons. One is garlic. The taste of it is just amazing. Garlic is like my flavor profile. Love it. But from an herbal medicine point of view, garlic is a superstar. So garlic, I use it for so many, so many different reasons. I have, um, I marinate for lack of better words, soak garlic in like an apple cider vinegar or a honey. I have one in my apothecary right now that's been in there for three years. And anytime you feel the body like, am I getting sick or you feel like a shift or a tickle? Boom. I start popping a couple of those a day and it snaps you back. The, the properties for the immune system, garlic is amazing. Even if I don't do that, right? Just get a garlic clove, put it through a press on a spoon and you take it, swallow it with some water. Some of these things could be a little powerful and a little strange before you're used to it. You're like a whole clove, you know, but, um, but wow, if I don't feel good, which is really rare, or anybody I love or know, they're like, what should I start doing? Garlic's one of them. So yeah. for me, garlic is medicine. It is a very powerful medicine. Um, there's other fun little nuggets with it. If you cut it open and you rub it on like a mosquito bite, it stops the itching. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, try it out. You still All right. garlic, but you know. Yeah, who cares? I would, yeah. It's, um, yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, you have to be okay with the smell of garlic <laughs> if you want yeah. to. As long as you're not at a party like, or right, trying to make cool. an impression. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but garlic's another one I don't travel without. I have a little bag of stuff I bring and there's always a garlic clove in there. One or two garlic cloves. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so what's your diet like? Yeah. So my diet continues to change because I continue to pay attention to my body, but 
for about 10 years, I have been plant-based. Um, I don't know what's best for everybody. We're not one size fits all. So what yeah. I preach is no matter what you eat, whatever feels best for you, sourcing is what matters, where your food is sourced. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm mostly plant-based, but what's important is um, sourcing you know, organic food, um, farm-raised meats and wild-caught fish. So the world is becoming more and more aware of industries that um, antibiotics in, in like our poultries and all the mercury found in the fish and all these things, right? So these have beautiful nutrients and you can thrive on them if that's what your body type it, it, you know needs. But uh, sourcing is going to be what's going to make or break it because it does it. Is it filled with chemicals? Was it sprayed? Um, so your fruits and vegetables, you know, you want to, if you can shop local, like a local organic yeah. farm, if not just yeah. shop, um, try to shop organic fruits and vegetables to keep those pesticides off your food. And then um, for your meats, fish and poultry, you know, again, if there's any local people that hunt and sell it or um, just like farm raised and the, the animals outside and, you know, eating bugs and like, you know, living their yeah. life the way they're supposed to live it. Right. So I'm a, I'm just a big preacher of sourcing whatever yeah. food is best for you um, because the energy is behind that too. The energy yeah. of the animal or the plant that you eat is is no joke it's um yeah it's it's just energy is a world that we're becoming more and more familiar with and that is my heart and soul so like the energy behind what you eat then goes into you it becomes a part of your energy so if you eat a plant or animal that was like under stress all the time yeah that then comes in to your field. And so yeah. you just want to be mindful of that. Yeah. Highly inflammatory too. When you're, when you're eating sick animals or plants, yeah. um, you know, never beneficial on our bodies. Right. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about exercise? Are you active or not so active? What's your take on that? Absolutely. I think moving the body is so important. Move your body um, for so many different reasons. And it doesn't matter how, go for a walk, jump around, dance, whatever you want to do. But we have to move our body and many, many, many reasons. But because of the energy field, sound therapist um, industry that I'm in, we get stagnant energy in the body. So we have to have that energy flow, right? Connected to the Chinese meridian lines that acupuncture works on and stuff. So when we get blocked energy and stagnant energy, it can create pain, discomfort, disease, moving the body is one way to move that energy. So don't stay stagnant. Give, do yourself a favor and, and, and move the body to move black energy. Yeah. For me, I do all kinds of silly things. Like I'll, I work out and I run a couple times a week, but I love to just like be so be silly, like turn music on and just like let my inner child out. Like she wants to just come and stomp around and, you know, flail around. Um, in moments of those, you'll move energy. So, yeah. um, so physical activity, you know, it all comes into play. You want to like keep your, your muscles and your fascia and everything, um, 
working out, but if you want to keep it simple, just promise yourself to move your body every day. Yeah. You know? Yep. Good advice. Yeah. So you mentioned it and I really wanted to get to it. Sound therapy. I see you have, do I call that a symbol? What do I call that? This is a gong. I don't, a gong. Okay. There you go. <laughs> see how ignorant I am. Not at so, all, not at all. <laughs> so sound therapy, I had a chance to check out one of your events in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it was really cool. So talk about that. Like yeah. what is sound therapy? Yeah. So sound therapy, you may have heard of, you know, sound bath, sound ceremony, all of those come under the, the umbrella word is basically sound therapy. And in a nutshell, it's a, it's a combination of different tune musical um, frequencies that help calm and stimulate different parts of our brain. And so two things, it can guide the listener into almost that meditative type state where you can heal on a cellular level. It's being used a lot in hospitals, a lot in schools, elderly homes. Sound is like, right? It's from so long ago. So when you say it's up and coming and becoming popular, it's just um, really in our culture, hearing, right? Hearing. Yeah. <laughs> and so the other aspect of it, which I focus on is energy. So energy work, sound frequency vibration is a very gentle modality to move blocked energy through the body. So everything is frequency, right? You are, I am every single thing that seems that exists on this planet. It seems solid, right? We are not solid, nothing solid. You zoom, 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 zoom into us. And we're just a bunch of vibrating, you know, little particles, cells. And that's important to note because what moves through that sound, sound, frequency, wind, all these things can move through us on a cellular level. And so when you have blocked energy somewhere in the body and you go to a sound bath or sound ceremony or a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, sound frequency, um, thing with a practitioner, it can move that blocked energy through the body. And so it's very powerful. I like to say it's, it's the easy, gentle modality because it's just sound and frequency, but it's really hard because you have to let go of your ego, right? Yeah. A lot of these blocked emotions, a lot of these blocked energies are connected to emotions. Um, so they have an emotion connected to them and it could be from three days ago, 30 years ago. It's so likely that you're not going to know why your eyes are tearing up or why sadness overcomes you and you cry or why you feel really angry. So you have to let go of ego because why does it matter? A lot of times it's like, well, where's the, where's this sadness? Was it this? Was it that? Was it, it's not, it's almost none of your business. It, it doesn't matter. So honor how you feel and let it move through you. Um, and once that energy moves through you, it's like a weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. No, I could talk about sound till the sun goes down and up. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, it's amazing how the senses utilizing the senses can be therapeutic. I remember I went to an acupuncturist years and years and years ago and he took a tissue and he put lavender oil on it and he put it on my face as he did the, you know, the, the needle applications. And, uh, you know, he told me, um, this has a calming effect and I'd heard of lavender, but I wasn't familiar with it back then. And 
you know, of course, like yourself, I do research. So, you know, I went home and Googled it and, you know, lavender helps those GABA receptors and really, you know, encourages neurotransmitters, the calming neurotransmitters in the brain to activate. And so it was just amazing how he utilized that on top of his other therapy. And so it just, it just took me back to that when you were talking about how sound moves through us as do all the elements and that we haven't really embraced that as a mode of therapy too much. So it's fascinating that you've, you've gone down this path. How did you get into this? Yeah. So Mike, it goes right back to how I've talked about the magnet of like what draws you in. I was, I wasn't a musician. I wasn't connected to, you know, sound or music at all, but in the, on my journey of herbal medicine, you learn a bunch of different modalities, especially when you're connected with different cultures. So my eyes and ears were open and somebody was talking about frequency and how frequency interacts with us on a cellular level and um, how it's medicine and how for a long time it's been used as medicine. And, you know, um, our voice is medicine. Um, Drums, voice and drums were some of the first powerful types of medicine back way back when. And so I was listening and I'm like, hmm, okay. And so I just started reading a couple things and then learning from some practitioners. And I felt like I already had been doing it. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in my ancestry line or past lives or whatever beliefs people may have, when you have a moment where you don't know the information or what's going on around, but you also feel like it's already a part of you. That's how I felt. So I just continued on. It wasn't a question in my mind. Um, I felt like it was a part of me from the moment I started learning about it. And it has been ever since. It's such an interesting thing because there's no pinpoint of, of a shift. I just remember hearing about it and I was like, Oh, Yep. That's mine. And I just kept it. Yeah. I've kept it and learned about it. And, um, you know, and now I facilitate huge events, small events, one-on-one and, and they're all so powerful and so beautiful, um, that I could never stop. I never want to stop sharing frequency and sound and vibration with people because it's so accessible to everybody. It's just sound. You can make, you don't need to buy this or any other instrument. You can hit a wooden spatula into a, a bowl in your kitchen and see how it makes you feel and play with sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind of reactions or what kind of results is maybe a better word have you seen applying this mode of therapy to people? Ooh, I got the goosebumps. So many powerful shifts, whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual. I, I have a lot of clients have out-of-body experiences that come and give them answers to things that they've been searching for in their life. Um, a lot of release. The word release is going to be really important in that answer because we hold on to so much, whether we know it or not. We hold on to anger from who knows when, um, 
traumas that could be so small or big. So, so many emotional releases, um, whether it's crying, screaming of anger, laughter, being silly and dancing, um, anxiety, you know, where you're just almost paralyzed. All these things come up really often in my one-on-one clients. And it's almost that they get to release what no longer serves them and take their power back. So something, there was a block. People have, we all have blocks, right? And we've all hopefully experienced moving past it. Sound and frequency is one of them. Um, I'll give a quick example of a woman that gave me permission to share uh, one of her recent experiences with me. So, and we don't, just a reminder, like we don't have to know what the heck, what was that? What just happened? But she hadn't been sleeping for over five years. She said she she cannot sleep. She didn't sleep for more than an hour at a time. It was it was basically paralyzing and killing her slowly. Um, yeah. And she didn't know what else to do. She's seen so many doctors, took so many pills, took this, that, and the other. Um, went into holistic things. Went into um, you know mineral deficiencies, all kinds of stuff. She dug into, and she came to a ceremony and we did a one-on-one with her right and what that looks like is I just work with your your energy field whether it's your meridian lines or your chakras of the body we work on ones that may be blocked and need to be cleared and basically she had what she described as an out-of-body experience her body started shaking trembling which a lot of the time is um, trauma when you're releasing trauma from the body, you tend to shake. So when you start shaking, um, don't don't be scared. Breathe. Focus on your breath. No matter what you're doing in life, if you're shaking and having emotions, breathe through it. As long as you're breathing, you're probably okay. Um, it was a really powerful experience. She didn't know why. She she was she was crying, kind of screaming, shaking, and uncomfortable. She didn't know me very well. How vulnerable do you have to be to let that go? She could have easily swallowed it down and held it in. Well, could have, this is weird. I'm not doing this in front of a stranger. She welcomed it. It lasts about three to five minutes of moving energy. And from that day forward, which was October of over a year ago. And I just saw her. I had a retreat at uh, Mountain Shadows Resort. Besides the point, she has slept every night normal since. Wow. So I call it magic. You know, was it blocked trauma in the body that was stopping her from getting into a state to sleep? What, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, we can put all these things on paper, what it could have been. But sometimes you just have to accept what what it is, what you experience and, and be so grateful and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the things we hold on to past traumas and, and whatever else that is. I don't know if you're familiar with the late Charlotte Gerson, um, from the Gerson clinic in Mexico. Um, I've seen a lot of her talks over the years and I uh, remember her talking about, you know, the Ger- the Gerson therapy is like a heavy, heavy, aggressive detox therapy that a lot of cancer and other terminal um, illness patients uh, tend to try. And it's so intense. There's so much detoxing going on that sometimes patients doing that modality can just have 
these emotional fits and they don't know where they come from and they can just tear up and it's like just stuff that's built up inside that gets released when the body's healing so it just took me back to that when you mentioned that it's uh that's interesting um so can you give us like a little demonstration you have that gong behind you can you can you throw down for us yeah absolutely um most importantly we honor how we feel in any moment right and we a lot of us were raised to suppress emotions you know don't cry don't be mad don't throw a fit but when you feel things coming about it's moving energy so it's so important to know that um shift that and pay attention and, and thank your emotions when my emotions come and they leave i just say oh my gosh thank you for moving through me whatever it needed yeah um so here we have one of my beautiful gongs and i would invite everybody to take a nice deep breath in and just release making sure the shoulders are nice and heavy taking a moment to feel gratitude in the heart Just listen to the sound for a moment and let it move through you with love and intention. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, uh, you know, you shared some footage with us that we're going to, uh, to show as well for, uh, for our video version. And I appreciate that. Um, and you have quite a following with, with sound therapy and these, these sound shows. Cause you, you've sold out the MIM, if I'm not mistaken, the musical instrument museum in Phoenix, that's a very hot venue in Phoenix, Arizona. How often do you do those shows? And do I do I call them shows, events? What do I call them? Yeah, you know, I events would um, be definitely proper, and I call them ceremonies. But you know, words are words, and it's a it's really a group of people, a community, right, coming together. Um, those are really big. Those are three hundred plus. So the MIM was actually uh, me and my fiance Lee Pereira. So he's an award winning artist and beautiful and does so many things as well. Um, but those big shows are typically annually. Um, but I have been traveling a lot. So annually per location, if that makes sense. Um, 
the 300 plus shows have a purpose of power and community and um, rem reminding each other we're not alone, right? And so there's so much beauty behind those big ones. And then throughout the year, like you mentioned, I do smaller ones. So um, drop it all the way down to 50, sometimes 20 one-on-ones and uh, retreats. I do retreats year round. I have one coming up this year in Costa Rica. And those are important, Mike, because when you're ready, when you're ready to say, I'm done with my excuses, I am done. Like, I have nowhere else to go because I'm depleted and I'm ready to change my life. I, I will not take no for an answer. I will take, I'm ready to go. Um, the smaller ones are so beautiful. These, because you get to know each other. You get to uh, tap into other people's energies. And there's so much power behind a human and a human talking to each other and listening to each other one-on-one. -on -one. It's an unbelievable energy and uh, motivation and um, support. So my following comes from me leading with compassion, I believe. I 100% I solidly care about every human being that I come across that is on any platform that I have. I truly care about you so deeply. And that runs through my blood and my being. And I believe that um, we haven't even barely tapped into how much we know about energy and how we're all connected, that yeah. people can feel that. And so we give that to each other. And I believe that that's how my following continues to grow. They teach me. I teach them, they teach me, you know, it's, yeah. it's just a, a community of, of people that I like to say, we're all on a journey together, but we're all on separate journeys. Mm -hmm. So we can all come together to go to, on journey, but we're all on our separate path and we respect each other's, um, you know, paths of what we're going to take. There's no judgment yeah. in my community. I will, um, I won't stand for it. I, it gets deleted. It gets whatever. That energy cannot be around um, pure love. It can't. Oh, there's way too much negative energy out there. I, I agree with you. You got to run from it when you see it. Mm -hmm. You got to run from it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your fiance. You and your fiance do a, have a nonprofit. Is that right? Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. So giving back and leading with gratitude is growth in my opinion um because universe gives back as well so we run a nonprofit. it's called 16 by 16. how did it get this name mike that's an interesting name where'd you get the number 16. so years ago lee my fiance says i'm gonna run 16 marathons in 16 days straight for charity i'm gonna run to california um, raise money and he really dear to our heart, our Arizona veterans. Um, so we, our money always goes towards something in Arizona. We've never taken a penny, but I was like, okay, 16 marathons, 16 days. That's interesting. And that was before the nonprofit. That was just something he wanted to do because he gives back his time a lot and we both do separate things. And I said, let's do it. And so now he has done that for multiple years in a row. We've raised close to $200,000. Wow. Um, just doing these, um, you know, sporting events, or I put on different types of uh, community events. And 
Uh, we've had just beautiful humans come and join us. Community comes together when, um, when they have inspiration. Yeah. And so our goal is to bring awareness to the fact that one person can so change things. I hear so many people say, I'm just one person. And then I say the same words with a different energy, right? I'm like, you're just one person. How exciting. Um, <laughs> it all depends on how you want to say it, right? Yep. Um, yep. One person can make such a big difference. It doesn't have to be huge. Touch one other person. And then that person touches two people. And then that person touches five people. And guess what? It started with you and one other person. So don't downplay your power. It can be just a conversation. It can be uh, uh, um, just listening. Yeah. Don't downplay how much you can give. It's, yeah. it's remarkable. It's re yeah, we, we all have the power to make or ruin somebody's day. Yes. Right? And we've all experienced that, right? But we can't let that power come over us. Mm -hmm. So if somebody ruins your day, you gave them power over you to ruin your day. Yeah. So we have to be mindful of that when we interact with individuals throughout our day. Um, that, that's really cool. That's really cool. Is there a website for that nonprofit, Serenity? Yeah, it's www.16x16inc.org. Cool. Yeah. Okay. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes just so people can check that out. And where else can people find you? Yeah, so I you can check me out on my website. I'm always um, I'm always on there, and that's www.lifewithserenity.com. All the full words written out, and then my most active platform is Instagram, um, which you can you can find that on my website too. So instead of giving all the different handles, the the main place would be my website, and then it can direct you to all the the other platforms and. Um, and I would love to hear from anyone and ask questions, join the community. Like my arms are open. <laughs> For sure. Well, that's awesome. And we'll make sure to include all that in the show notes so people can people can find you. Serenity, this has been fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. And thanks for sharing your, your wellness journey and just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I love it. It was, it was great talking to you. Thank you so much, Mike, for creating a platform for people to share. It's more powerful than I think most people understand. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Natural Man Podcast. You know how to find us, naturalmanpodcast.com. We're also on YouTube. And subscribe to us if you haven't already. I'm Mike C. Until next time, stay healthy. Thanks, guys. The Natural Man Podcast. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.